Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, Season 3, Episode 4, for Saturday the 30th of January 2021. Coming up this week, it's been all change after we had to cancel our trip to Benidorm at the last minute due to new Covid restrictions here. A Facebook message from a reader gave me the jitters this week, so I'm changing my non-fiction plans for this quarter. And I'm back to BookBub again, and I'm trying a tweak to see if I can get over the fence this time with this particular promo. First, though, just to let you know, I did say to you when I signed off last week that I thought I might be very brief this week and perhaps just giving you an update from the beach at Benidorm. But after I recorded last week's episode, we had some new restrictions imposed. In fact, these were these restrictions were imposed on Sunday night of this week. And I'd even got my rucksack packed. Now, basically, uh, in Spain at the moment, the, the situation isn't as bad as it is in the UK, thank goodness, and Touchwood and all of that. But they are right on top of it because the cases are increasing. So they've shut down the restaurants. You could just get takeaway now. Um, outdoor markets are still open. Shops are still open. So they're, they're just clamping it down bit by bit by bit. But at the weekend, there was a big change in that they've stopped movement between the large towns and cities. So I think I can't remember what the population is. It's something like 50,000. So this came in on Sunday. And they were saying basically that between the hours of 3 p.m. on a Friday and 6 a.m. on a Monday, you were not supposed to move between these larger towns. So if you think of the coastline where we're staying at the moment, we're at the bottom at Torrevieja, halfway up is Alicante, and then there's Benidorm. And so as part of our plans, we were expecting to travel from, from Torrevieja to Alicante to Benidorm, back to Alicante, back to Torrevieja again. Now, as it turned out, the way I had my bookings, they didn't uh, affect anything. We, we would have avoided the, the clampdown because they are literally, they've got police officers blocking the roads in and out. That's how they're doing this. They're really quite strict with it to stop the movement at the weekends. So we had a chat on Sunday. I, I was already a little bit nervous about taking the bus and the tram on the way up, even though people are really good. And I was quite happy with it before this more virulent, he says, trying to say the word virulent, um, sort of outbreak came along. We were okay on the buses and the trams because people were using masks and distancing and all those sorts of things. I had been a little bit jittery about it. And then when these new regulations came out on Sunday, I said to my wife, how are you feeling about this? And we, we discussed it and felt really that uh, although technically speaking there was no re nothing to stop us we we could make that journey we we felt we you know we'd have been completely under the radar because we wouldn't have been moving around um, in the sort of locked down zone we felt that if we went to Benidorm it was very much against the spirit of what they were trying to achieve with those regulations you know it's all right sort of saying well I can get away with it but should you do it and we discussed it and thought no actually we shouldn't really be doing this if they're trying to limit movement between the cities then we should just stay put so we decided not to go I mean, literally at the last minute it was about 11 o'clock on Sunday night and we were due to get up on the Monday and jump on the first bus and be on our way um, so I think we've written off that booking um, as far as I can tell and that's just a first world problem isn't it but we did decide not to do that and that's a long way of explaining why I am here in my makeshift study and I'm not recording this uh, on the beach but I have to say, you know, it, that's not really a bad penalty at the moment. We've had incredible uh, sun this week. It's like winter's over. The, the heating's gone off in the house now. We were just warming it up at, at night. It got a little bit chilly at night. 
I'm back in my shorts and t-shirt. And as soon as I finish this, I'm off out in, into the sun, which has been about 23, 24 this week. We've had amazing temperatures this week. So I can't complain about missing you know, nine days in Benidorm and Alicante, bearing in mind what's going on in the world. So we'll just write that off. It's just another kind of casualty of COVID. But I have to say, it really isn't a bad one that I'm moaning about at the moment. So you're not here to hear, you're not here to listen to, to all of that. You're here to listen to the writing update. So let's get on with that. Now, you might think that if I'm not traveling, I might have got a bit more work done. I didn't. I'll be honest with you, I was quite unsettled on, on the Monday and Tuesday because I didn't expect it to be up in Benidorm for the, for Monday and Tuesday. It'd be quite an unsettled week, really, because that was what we'd written off the week for. and We didn't end up doing that. So I haven't got a massive amount of work done, to be honest with you. And because the weather's been nice, I've been out in the sun, which has been very pleasant. So I haven't got an awful lot done. But let me tell you what I have got done. The author platform book has now gone out to pre-edit readers. And um, I've been reviewing the, the comments and the changes that are made as they come in. And I'm very grateful if you are reading through that book and, and making comments and changes to that. And I think we'll be done with that. Well, it's got to go off for its formal edit. I think it's the 5th or the 6th of February. Um, but I've had some great comments on that. And it really feels like it's coming together now. Um, uh, you know, what I'm always grateful for is people telling me if something isn't clear and I need to make it clearer or if I've omitted some information because when you've got this information in your head and you understand it that doesn't mean that you're explaining it always in a way that's clear to people who, who don't know it already so I've really valued those comments and the tweaks that have been made over the week have been going well and I'm feeling pretty good about that uh, book right now but I'm kind of working on it it's what I call a chugging job something that I pick up put down pick up put down and, and I've made the progress with it. But I'm feeling pretty good about that book now. I feel like I've got all the essential bases covers. I made a few little tweaks and things, and it's framed correctly, I think. So there's no panic with that book at all. And the other thing I did do with that book is now I know it's written and it's safe and it's definitely going to be ready for the 23rd of March. Uh, by hook or by crook, it'll be ready by then. I got a cover for it and everything like that. Then I've now added the book's pre-sale link. It's on pre-sale now on Amazon. And I've put the link on my nonfiction page at paulteague.net. So something I'm getting much better at now is the minute I know that I can release a book. And that's usually when I got the first draft done. I, I know that I got a book there. At the point at which I'm confident that the book will be delivered on time, I put the pre-sale link up. And I start to market it and then you always get it. I don't get a massive number of pre-sales, but you do get pre-sales in and it's always nice. It gives you a nice little flurry of income on a pre-sale day. Uh, like, was it Monday? I think it was Monday. Yeah, that my, my six pack went. Now, most of the pre-sales I had were on the beginning of the new Walkham Bay trilogy, which was the Trust Me Once book. That's where I had the majority of my pre-sales. And then I got pre-sales all the way through the series from that. Um, but, so I didn't have a huge number of pre-sales on my six pack. But then actually it was priced, was it at $6.99, £5.99? So it gave me a nice little income flurry day uh, when that was released. But the release of that six pack is mainly strategic in that I'm after page reads on it. Even over sales, I'm after page reads on it. I haven't reduced the price yet but I will be reducing the price and aiming for page reads on that over time. But that, that's really strategically what I'm doing. I'm aiming with my thrillers now to make page reads on box sets. That seems to be where the easier money is at the moment. I did have a bit of a, a, bit of a, a jolt this week 
if you listen regularly, you'll recall that I told you I'd made an error with, was it Trust Me Once? No, it wasn't. It was the one that comes after Trust Me Once, Fall From Grace. I told you I'd put the wrong interior file in Fall From Grace. I haven't had any more feedback from that since I changed the file. So hopefully it kind of sneaked through and maybe maybe the person who alerted me was the first person to see it um but i because i hadn't because i'd got the interior right when the book was released when i had all the pre-sales and the day one sales on it they all had the correct file so you know it was only there for a, a short window it looks like I, I may have got away with that without too much trouble but it does things like that make me nervous and they make me look at my systems and make me ask how did I how did I do something as stupid as that so I'd been a bit jittery with that anyway and then on my Facebook ads the other day I had a lady posting on Facebook and um, saying that she was really enjoying the stories and that they were great value but she'd spotted a couple of corkers in there now one of the corkers um, she'd, she'd said about a number of people I'd got in the prologue, and I'll, I'll talk to you about that in a moment, and she'd said that was wrong. And then the other comment she'd made is she made a comment about um, me using the word stairwell instead of footwell in a book. Now, I know for a fact that I corrected that because it was pointed out by Judy Cordoner in the edit. I, I know it did because I, I keep, for some crazy how your mind's wired reason i keep writing stairwell instead of footwell when i know it's footwell and not stairwell and i can remember very specifically julie putting that in the edit and be changing it and so when she mentioned this i thought well i know that edit why why isn't that right so i went back to the the text that i'd uploaded to amazon and found that in the the text that was live it said stairwell well i know for a fact i changed that because i can remember it being flagged and so um, that made me very, very nervous. Now, the other uh, alleged mistake she was incorrect about, um, basically, it was a prologue to, now the book was called Burden of Guilt. I can't remember what it's called. Now, No More Secrets, it's called, It was because I re rewrote it and relaunched it. And basically, the prologue has five friends traveling to Scotland, and the prologue has the holiday lodge that they're in burning down. So one of them is in the lodge and dies at the beginning of the story. And at, at the in the prologue, it says there were five friends standing there watching. Now, what she's done is she said, well, hang on, five friends went in the car, one of them died, that means there were four friends outside. But if you read the book, because I checked this, just to make sure I got it right, if you read the book, one of the friends already lived in Scotland and had joined them at the lodge. So in fact, there were five people there. But if you didn't read on with the book, you you would have thought that's like an accounting error. So, um, but it wasn't. So there was only there was only one mistake, which isn't isn't it isn't horrendous over two thousand five hundred digital pages. But when it was a mistake that I knew had been flagged and I knew I'd changed. It made me very jittery about my file management, my vellum file management. So um, I, I made the I made the changes. What I, what I did in, in response to those, obviously, I immediately changed the stairwell to footwell again. Um, and I, I I haven't looked this week, but I'll have to just check my files and make sure I'm not uploading a the, the wrong file. Uh, you know, this file control is really important when you get as many books as I've got. File control is really important. But I did this before we came out to Spain. I had a big um, file reorganization. And then, of course, I did my my latest trilogy. And, think, and then I had to update other files. And because I was busy, it's all got a bit scatty again. I, and I'm going to prioritize 
I'm going to basically pause the email book that I was going to do, the email marketing book that I was going to write in February. Um, and that's going to go right to the bottom of my priority list in this quarter. And as right to the top of my priority list is going to be going through my Vellum files, going through my Scrivener files, making sure that I'm using the correct version, making sure I've got the latest version recorded because it's just shaken my confidence a little bit, having a couple of errors like that, particularly one that I know I corrected. That, that suggests to me that maybe I did a save as, created another file, didn't label it clearly, and I'm uploading an old file. That's what that suggests to me. So I want to go through all my files with a fine tooth comb, delete the ones that I don't need, make sure I've got the ones that I do need. But I think I need to do that as a, as a matter of priority. You, you know what it's like. You know, they were beautifully organized when I did all that work. And now they're a bit of a mess. And clearly that's led to me making two important errors recently. So I need to get on top of that. That's a, that's a management thing. Uh, that's going straight to the top of the to-do pile. So for that reason, the email marketing book that I was going to write, my second non-fiction book that I was going to write, that's going to get bumped down the list of priorities. Now, what I've done with that book is, is actually, it's sitting in my Google Drive uh, pending. So what I have done with that book is it, it's a rewrite and a complete update of a book that I wrote four or five years ago. All the principles and everything in there are fine. But that book was framed around MailChimp. And MailChimp is not the book that I would recommend that you use now if you were starting internet marketing in your author career. So I would now recommend uh, MailerLite. So I'm going to adapt that book to make it completely MailerLite-centric and friendly. I will um, leave the sections in on MailChimp because I think it's fair to say that probably with, between authors, MailChimp and MailerLite are the two systems that most authors use, even though I would recommend that you use MailerLite. But a lot of authors are, are in MailChimp now and, and feel like they might as well stay there which is fine and there's nothing wrong with MailChimp I think really it's just the my problem with it is, is that it, it, the pricing goes up pretty fast if you start to build your subscribers uh, but also um, you don't really get as many features for free now as you do with the MailerLite account and I think MailerLite's become uh, more innovative and MailChimp needs a re redesign from the ground upwards in that they've added things on like a Frankenstein's monster. They've added bits and pieces on and actually I think they need to go through their interface and give it a redesign from the ground up. That, that those, those are just, you know, in a nutshell, my, my reasons for preferring MailerLine. But anyhow, I, I took the original text of the email book that I wrote four or five years ago, however long ago it was now, I removed the images. In fact, yesterday I was sitting there, I just felt like doing it. I went through and I removed bits that I don't want in there anymore that are out of date or irrelevant. And I have actually got a core file now, uh, you know, that's probably about 30,000 words, uh, much of which will stay in that book. I've got a lot of MailerLite writing to do because there's virtually no MailerLite content in there. When I wrote that book, I think MailerLite was a new kid on the block. I was interested to see that I had put it there as a one to look at, one to watch. But I don't think I'd made the switch to MailerLite at that time. I think I might have been in GetResponse when I, when I wrote that book. Um, and I was training MailChimp. So I made it MailChimp's centric because I sold those paperbacks to people who were doing my courses when I was doing corporate training. It was just made strategic sense at that time, whereas now I'm not doing corporate training. I'm talking to authors like you. And so it makes more sense to use the system that I recommend, which is MailerLite. So 
that file is going to sit in my Google Drive document. And basically, I'm sure I will get work done on it, but it's not going to be my priority. That's really what I'm saying about that. So if you had contacted me and said, I'd like to look at the email marketing book while you're writing it, while you're editing it, I'm going to withdraw that offer now because it's going to be so fits and starts the way I work on it. It's really worth, not worth you being in there. It's you know It'll waste your time. You'll go in and you won't know whether I've made changes or not. So I think if that book does get written in this quarter and it will only get written incidentally, not, not proactively, then I'll let you know and give you a window, say of 14 days to have a look at it before I send it off for an edit. That That's how we'll work it. But I'm not promising that I'll deliver that uh, book now. It'll, get, it'll come out at some time because I've got so much text ready for it. It's just, I've got to prioritize this file sorting. So the, there are other things I want to do too. My um, sci-fi books are coming out of KDP Select shortly to go listed wide. While they're listed wide, I'm going to be pushing the Secret Bunker and the Grid to try and get book bubs on them because that's what I like to do. I like to cycle my books. Uh, I like to get the book bubs. And, and as you know, I don't have a any success trying to get book bubs when they're listed in KDP Select. So I shall take the sci-fi books out and put them in. Um, I'm going to, well, I'm going, to, I'm going to try a different strategy with them, but I, I want to get a couple of book bubs on them while they're out of KDP Select. And I'm also going to try going back to the either free first copy, uh, first, um, you know, first in trilogy, or 99p first in trilogy. I'm, I'm undecided at the moment. Um, so I need to update my sci-fi book back matter before that before I do that. So as part of my relisting wide work, I want to get my sci-fi back matter up to date. Because if you recall, I've removed the social media links now in my books. I'm not promoting social media in the back of my books at all. I'm just sending people to my author website at paulteague.net. So they need to get organized. The sci-fi books are out of KDP Select on the 9th of February. So that's, that's beautiful timing if I'm going through all my files and making sure I've got the latest file versions right and everything like that. It's basically going to just be a big check and reorganize of my vellum files and also there's just a few last bits and pieces I want to do with my website transfer work I've done all the really important stuff um, moving my content over to paulteague.net and then bringing back the self-publishing journeys blog site it's pretty well done but there are just some last minute bits and pieces I need to do with that just to finish uh, that work off so that is absolutely good to be my priority uh, but the email book is going to just get chugged if it gets done it gets done if it doesn't so be it I, I have a feeling it will get done but I just don't want to kind of commit to that in terms of saying to you it will be ready by February the something, then you can all have a look at it. I think what I'm going to do is I'll just pop up at some point and say, surprise, it's done. You've got two weeks if you want to have a look at it before it gets published and you know, give me your comments. Let me know what I need to change. So watch out for that. I will tell you about that if we ever get to that stage. Okay, coming up after the advert, news about an Amazon windfall that's just come into my bank account. This podcast is supported by affiliate sales of Vellum, the best way to format your publications in Mobi, EPUB or paperback format. When you buy Vellum through my affiliate link, you pay the same price as normal, but I take a percentage of the sale proceeds, which goes to support my time and effort producing this podcast. All of my books are produced in Vellum, and I even have a simple guide to using Vellum on a PC over at my blog. Just head for paulteague.net forward slash use Vellum and download your free PDF how-to guide. So, to check out the best formatting software on the planet, head over to paulteague.net forward slash vellum. 
This was a pleasant surprise today. I got up late this morning, <laughs> embarrassingly late, and uh, <laughs> we're watching. We've got addicted to something on Netflix. It's called The Circle. It's uh, one of these, you know, it's a social media-based uh, game show thing. What do they call it? When they have members of the public in a, in a, in a show. like It's like Big Brother, but it's a social media version of it. And one of my kids said they'd been watching the American version, and we watched the American version, and we were addicted, and we've now found that there are two series on Channel 4, which I'm able to watch out here, which is a UK company, a TV company. So uh, we've been up quite late watching these because we've got addicted to them. And so I was up late this morning, but I, I was very gratified. This is this is why we do this business, by the way. I was very gratified to see that when I looked at my mobile phone, having my morning cup of tea, loads of Amazon payments had come in and there were more payments and there should have been, frankly. They were coming left, right and centre, which is always a very nice situation to be in. And, you know, what, what I would say to you, just as a pointer there, is that I, I built this business uh, starting with internet marketing and I pivoted from internet marketing because the, the problem with internet marketing was that you did a lot of work for a launch and you would make reasonable money often from the launch, but then that would become obsolete very quickly and you'd have to move on to the next thing. And I realised very quickly I did not want to be, it was roughly three month cycles with launches. I realized very quickly that I didn't want to be in those three month launch cycles. Uh, and I thought you could be doing this for the rest of your life doing these launches. And in fact, you know, people that I work with that are still doing these launch cycles. And I just decided that that wasn't for me. I wanted to create something that had longevity that I could do the work with. I never minded doing the work. It was uh, the longevity that I cared about. And with books, I've got that. So an example of that is that I wrote my secret bunker books in 2014. And then I think it was last year, uh, I had my best earnings year from something that I created in 2014. That's the antithesis of what was happening with my internet marketing in that I would make the money up front and then I never made any money on it ever again. So this is why I prefer the book writing strategy. It's a, it's a much better future-proof strategy. And where I'm going with this is that I was laying in bed till far too late this morning. And yet while I'd been snoozing in my bed, all my Amazon payments had come in. I'd been earning money, I'd been bringing in money while I'd been in bed. And, and you know, just to focus you on why this is such a good thing to be in, as opposed to say a day job, is that the, the, the freedom it gives you, I take great pleasure when I'm out doing something, maybe walking on the beach or something like that. And I get a little ding in my styling account on my phone that tells me I've just made some money from something that's the kind of business we're building, a business that means you don't have to be there. When you have a day job, you get paid for sitting there in a seat, whether you're productive or not, and you have to be there. In our job, it doesn't work like that. You are literally earning money while you sleep. For those of us in the UK, I've always liked this, even with internet marketing, you wake up and you see you've made money in the US overnight, which is fabulous. It's very very nice for us in the, in, in the UK when that happens. And so this is why we're building this business. Clearly, we want to write, we want to create, we want to share our work. But from a, a lifestyle point of view, it's it's what I was trying to build in internet marketing. It's it's money on automatic coming in all the time and you don't have to be sat at your desk for it to come in. And if you want to, you could take a month out, you could take a break, um, you know, you could say, actually I don't feel like it, I'm not getting on very well with COVID. And and when it's working, the money will still come in. And, and that's why we're building a business around being an author. So anyhow, that's just a sideline. Yeah, I I I've I've got a windfall from Amazon this month. So so long as as long as 
alongside my normal payments that I get this month. I was looking, there's a lot of payments coming in. There's loads of them. Um, I then got an email uh, last night, uh, which told me where, where all these payments were coming from because they've been coming in for the last couple of days. Uh, the email said, during an audit, we discovered some Kindle edition normalized pages, which is KENP, it's page reads. Um, they, uh, some page reads were not included in your KDP report. We corrected the error and added the royalties for the missing pages to your January payment. You will see the amount owed listed as sales on your January payments report, and we will pay your royalties in the next payment cycle. So all these extra payments I've had coming in after the last couple of days um, have created a, a little windfall for me, and it was well worth it. It was over £1,200 of a windfall for me. So I'm very, very happy to have that this month. And it's been coming in from all the territories. So this month, obviously, I've been paid as I normally would in the US, UK, Canada, a little bit from India. Interestingly, I had one in India there um, that was one of the highest I've had in India for a while. Again, I don't really know where that came from, but I'm very happy to have it. Um, and, and India looks like it's amazing. Um, you know, it's it's like fat, you know something thousand, but actually it's not very much money at all. It's not you know it's not a lot. Um, so don't don't get your hopes up. But it's the most I've had in India uh, before. So yeah, it was at over 1,200 windfall on top of all the other payments, but it looked like loads of payments because effectively I got paid twice this month for each territory. Now, um, that's very nice. Thank you very much, Amazon. It, it always makes me jittery to think, well, what would they do if the error, you know when you go past um, a monopoly, is it bank error in your favour? And, and, you know, you get 10 quid or whatever it is on the Monopoly board. It was like an Amazon error in your favour. I always wonder if I landed on the wrong place on Amazon and it was an Amazon error not in your favour. I wonder if they would claw the money back or whether they would take that on the chin. It did make me wonder because although I'm the beneficiary of that this month, and I assume other people are as well, I assume I'm not the only one, uh, although I'm the beneficiary, it does make me think, what would they do if that was 1200 they'd paid me that was too much? So it has made me ask that question because this has never happened before. I guess we'll cross that bridge when we find it. But anyway, it's very, very nice little windfall. Um, the other important thing about that is, is this has an impact on my business. I'm a little, little bit annoyed about it because, of course, as you know, with my Facebook ads, every, every day after I've, I've earned the money, I look at what I spent on Facebook ads and what that book brought in an income. Now, of course, I've been making my judgments on my Facebook adverts, and it looks like Amazon have been un underpaying me in my dashboard. And so um, you'll recall that I said to you I made my first loss a couple of weeks ago. Well, did I make a loss? You know, I've been using the data I've been getting from Amazon to make judgments about my Facebook ads. And £1,200 is, is a lot of page reads. It's, you know, it's a lot of difference in things. So it is making me wonder, well, I'm gonna, what I'm going to have to do, I started doing it yesterday because I was, I was catching up for my adverts and my income over January. And I noticed immediately that I, was, I, I had different amounts coming. BookFuddle was reporting different amounts for me for my daily income. So I'm going to have to go back a month or two just to check my ads. But that's a little bit frustrating because, as, as you know, I, I said to you that the ads didn't feel like they were going as well as they had been. And I've been making business judgments and, and you know, ad budget judgments based on that data. £1,200 is, is a lot of page reads. Um, and it's, you know, it's a, it's a lot of 99p cent sales. If you think I make 35 pence cents on a sale, that's predominantly where that income's come from. 
that's a lot of books uh, at that price. So it may well have skewed my Facebook data and my Facebook decisions. So one of the things I'm going to have to do is go back and, and, and match the Facebook expenditure, which is correct, with the income. Now, the income's going to be higher. Um, you know, so that is a bit annoying from that point of view. But I will accept 1200 as compensation because that's actually quite... You know, it's a worth having, that windfall, isn't it? That's well worth having. I wanted to talk to you about Twitter uh, adverts. I told you that I just had a little chat with Dan Saul on on Twitter. He just messaged me to say he tried some Twitter ads and that he got lots of response to the Twitter ads but didn't really know whether it was bringing any benefit in. Now, I, I've, I've run... Twitter ads now, I've spent £70 on Twitter ads, and I have to say I'm not unhappy with the results I'm getting from these. And and I do know that my my Walker Bay book is is selling. I, I wish I could track these. I, I really wish I could think of a clever way of tracking it to see whether this is resulting in sales. But I'm not unhappy with these statistics. Let me just t- tell you what's going on with this now. So just as a reminder, uh, there's a TV series called The Bay. They reported that it had had 7 million downloads um, from ITV, which is a, B, a UK TV channel. So that's pretty good in this day and age, 7 million downloads. And there's lots of chit-chat about it on social media. People really like the series. And, and my Morecambe and Bay trilogy is based in the same geographical location. So I think if you enjoyed The Bay on television, you would probably enjoy my books. You would certainly be receptive to my books, even if you didn't like the way I'd written them. Um, so I'm using Twitter to use hashtags and uh, people on Twitter. One of the actors and the, and the guy who wrote it, I can target on Twitter. To, to target these adverts. And uh, I'm spending five pounds a day. Uh, I've spent, I think I, I bumped it up to 10 pounds one day, maybe uh, maybe on a, maybe last week when it was the TV series running. I think I maybe bumped it up to, te- to 10 pound, but I've spent 70 pounds anyway. I spend this 70 pounds. Let me give you some of the results for that. For 70 pounds, I've had 17,618 impressions. I've had 383 link clicks. That's link clicks to my Amazon page. Now, that feels good to me. My link click rate is 2.17%, which is also good to me. That would not trouble me on Facebook. And my cost per result is 18 pence, 18 pence. Now, if you think that I make 35 pence on a 99 pence book, 35 pence or thereabouts, um, and predominantly I'm doing it for page reads, I'm generally looking to to cover the costs of of the book sales. And I I know, because I know this book flies off the shelves, that generally a, a click, more than not, I know this because I generally have made more than twice as much as I've spent on Facebook ads, which you know is generally telling me, as a rule, that I have a very good conversion rate. So if you click on that link, if you're interested enough to click on it, my conversion rate to you buying the book is pretty good. So I, I, I work, and you see, I can't prove this. I can't prove this. I can only go from a stats and from the way I feel like it's going. But I do feel that I'm getting some results off Twitter at the moment. And I can, I can, I can dig into the adverts. I can look at the analytics. And I can, you know, I can see how many clicks I'm getting off each ad. So I am going to let that run. I set a £100 budget on that. I am going to let it run. And I may extend it so that it goes throughout the whole... All the time I see people chatting about the bay on a... Is it Wednesday night it's on? I'll probably just keep running that advert. But 
you know, I'm, I'm not unhappy with the way that ad's performing. I just wish that there was a way of me tracking from the clicks to to an Amazon sale. Now, I know I could do it by putting affiliate links in there, but as you know, I'm not happy to risk my Amazon affiliate account or my good standing with Amazon doing that. I know there is a way of doing it, but I'm not happy to take that risk. I don't want to take the risk on that. Um, so I, I, I just have to be frustrated and, and, and look at what I spend every day, what I bring in every day, and really just go by gut reaction. But I'm not going to turn that off. I, I feel like that's working okay for me at the moment. I only think that it's working okay for me, though, because there's so much discussion and chat around the bay and around that hashtag, hashtag the bay. So I'm going to leave it running. I, I can't give you any specific data about it, but the numbers, the headline numbers there, 383 clicks, 2.17% conversion rate, link click rate, and 18 pence per click. Those numbers don't trouble me. If I could prove that that was leading to book sales from Twitter, I would keep that up and possibly um, increase the budget to 10, maybe 15 pounds a day. I don't think I'd do any more than that, but it feels like it's working, but I can't prove it to you. This week, I bought myself a printer. The funny thing is about this little room I'm in, I'm in a downstairs room, which was one of the rooms that was supposed to house the children before everything got clamped down and we're not getting any visitors here now while we're out here, I don't think, but um, we've got a couple of spare rooms and I'm using the downstairs spare room. And um, Spanish houses all have, uh, they always have um, twin beds in the spare rooms so that you can sleep loads of people. Well, one of the twin beds in this room it tucks underneath the other twin bed. So there's quite a lot of space in here. And as you know, I bought a 17 euro or whatever it cost me trestle table. And I brought a couple of the drawers down from upstairs and I've created an office space for myself here. And I'm, I'm gradually, all I need is a whiteboard on this wall because my wife laughs about it when she comes in the way that I've, I've commandeered this room. And for soundproofing outside, we have shutters on the windows in Spain. So I put the shutters down just in case there's any dog barks or any noise outside. And, you know, it, it seems to be working okay at the moment. But um, I actually relented and bought a printer um, because, we're, you know, I'm needing to print documents out quite a lot and I'm missing having a printer. So um, we we have the post is different in Spain. So you don't have a letterbox in Spain as we have in the UK. We have a little mailbox just up the road and we, we have a key for it. And we check the mailbox and all my uh, all my um, what's it called redirected post from home comes into that mailbox. But when I order parcels from Amazon, because we're out all the time and also the way the Spanish houses work, we have a big wall around it and the gate's always locked and you've got all the, the grills and things. It's like it's like Fort Knox in here, uh, you know, where all the grills and whatnot are locked. Um, I don't really want parcels being delivered here during the day because in the UK, I just they just leave it in the shed if, if we're not in. It doesn't quite work like that here. So what I did is I set myself up with a mailbox in town and I, I, I got, it was only about 50 euros, I think, for the for the it was for six months we only need it for five months but it was about 50 euros and so it just gives me a mailing address where I can have all my parcels sent to and things like that and then I just go and pick them up when I want to and the other reason that I got that mailing address was because I could print documents there so anytime I need any printing done I just tend to coincide it with a whatever Amazon order I've got to pick up 
get the printing done and off we go the the other thing they they do there is they send parcels for us rather than us having to figure out the post office and all of that um all the kids christmas parcels went from there as well so it's been really handy it was really 50 euros very well spent and i've but the other day i turned up i had a whole load of printing that i needed doing and i'll tell you why probably next week why i needed that printing doing but um when i walked in picked up my parcels and said I, I want some printing doing and there was the guy you know with the screwdriver trying to work out how to fix the photocopier and the printer so they said no we can't print today and i thought well i need this printing doing so i said to my wife let's just buy a cheap printer uh, so i got a 45 pound i think it was was the cheapest i could get at the carrefour supermarket up the road so i now have a printer i just figured as my wife said you could put that through as a business expense i thought yeah i always think about spending it with my personal money and think well I don't really want to do that as I'm only here for five months but when I put it through as a business business expense I think well you know that's fine and uh, what I'll do is I'll put it through as a business expense we'll use it for a couple of months and then I'll sell it on one of the Torrevieca forums for you know 20 quid 25 quid or something like that and it's much more convenient for me so now my office is I've got creeping office syndrome here I've almost recreated what I had at home now uh, I've, you know I've got um, two laptops in here I've got the laptop that's recording this to my left I've got the laptop that I write on and use every day in front of me on my little trestle table I've got my printer at the far left we've almost got an office if it wasn't for the whiteboard we'd almost have recreated my UK office in here okay so nearly there now I just wanted to let you know that I have submitted my sci-fi seven pack to bookbub now you'll know that i've been struggling to achieve anything like the level of success that i've had with my thrillers i created a sci-fi seven pack it's very well reviewed it might even have more no it had no it hasn't it's got it's got about 50 reviews off the top of my head that's the ballpark and, it, and it's getting very well reviewed interestingly it's better reviewed than the individual books are as the seven pack but it's just very difficult for me to make profit on that one. And I, I tried it for a bit and I, I can't do it. So I'm going to try my, I'm going to try my sci-fi back in, in, well, you know, for at least for, for a couple of months, I'm going to try it backlisted wide because then I can put the secret bunker of the grid in for BookBub. So they always make some money and that's always good. But anyhow, I had also, if you remember, I'd said to you when I'm, when I'm trying to get my, uh, KDP Select books when I submit them to BookBub they keep knocking them back and we all know that they prefer books listed wide so Lucy Branch had sent me a note the other day via Twitter and said maybe it's because BookBub expects the books to have been at a higher price before they promote them and I thought yeah it's a, you know that's that's a fair point it is it is in the list of the criteria that they use so what I did uh, in, in response to that suggestion is I bumped up the price for the sci-fi pack uh, before I submitted yesterday. So it's been listed at um, 9.99, which is what I sell them for when they're not in KDP Select. And I've submitted it to BookBub now. And at the time of recording this, I'm afraid I haven't had a result just yet. I've had a couple of emails in when I've been chatting. Let's see if that's a BookBub. No, it's not yet. So I can't give you a result on that just yet. Um, so I, I've tried bumping the price up before submitting to BookBub. So it has been at a higher price whether it's been at a higher price long enough, I don't know. But let's just see we, whether we have any joy on that. I would really love to get one of my mega packs on a, you know, on a BookBub uh, promo. 
But of course, this is the last time before I list my Sci-Fi Wide that Sci-Fi 7-Pack is currently in KDP Select. So they're more likely to knock it back anyway. But we're just trying the price suggestion to see whether that helps, whether they accept it as being, you know, a well-reviewed, excellent deal in KDP Select because it's been on a higher price before I sent it to BookBub. So let's just see how we get along with that. I'll let you know next week when the result's in. And then finally for this week's show, I'll I'll let you know, I'm not going to give you all the details this week, but I've decided to pay for some ads consultancy next week. So I'm going to have a, I've just paid for a couple of hours of consultancy with somebody who is doing better than me, very much in the same ballpark as me, in that we're not multi-zillion dollar authors, but they are doing, they're ahead of me and I want to be where they are. They're, They're the little dot, my next dot in the distance. They've also experienced the same growing pains as I have in that they've had some remarkable months and then those remarkable months have tumbled back to normal income, and that, but they've managed to reclaim and that's why I want to talk to this person. So I've paid for some consultancy specifically on Facebook and Amazon ads next week. So this is somebody who's having the kind of success that I want with those adverts and my view always is you, you, I'm very happy to pay people who are at the stage I want to be at because I can either sit there and figure it out myself or I can just pay them and they'll just tell me in two hours what I need to know. I can ask specific questions and look at my ads. They just give me some feedback and I know exactly what I want to know. So we're trying to schedule those in for next week. We've got some time zone differences, but I'll get permission uh, and I'll talk to you more about that in next week's update if those consultancy sessions go ahead next week but i'm very hopeful of them and i'm I'm hoping to learn some secrets from this person to just bump things up to the next level but as i say i'll update you on that next week you can check out the show notes and listen to the back catalogue episodes at paulteague.net forward slash podcast If you want to record a question for me to answer on the show, please head for paulteague.net forward slash question. If you've heard something that's helpful to you in your author business and you'd like to support the show, then you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash paulteague. That's it for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening and I hope you have a great week of writing. From me, Paul Teague, bye-bye for now.